0: Love and Dating with Timmy and Pammy. Gosh, Pammy, it's good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a bit. It has
1: been a minute.
0: Is it two weeks? Did we... I we not I mean, I didn't know. It feels like skip, a month,
1: but I don't know you didn't skip.
0: I'm doing shit. You just a kept shit. plowing through. I just, I kept <laughs> plowing through, but I think it was, it's been two weeks.
1: Has it? It feels longer.
0: <laughs> nut, crazy busy. I know. Yes. Moving, job shit.
1: Yes. Yeah. Life has been on, um, Full speed ahead for quite some time now yeah. so. is it
0: going to slow down anytime soon or i
1: don't know if it'll slow down but i certainly have <laughs> <I've, Yeah. laughs> you're like i'm off
0: cocaine I'm, <laughs> I'm-
1: <laughs> you know there were moments when i you know, i was like <laughs> is this what this feels like because i mean truly just i would be at the end of a day so wired just from all of the you know computer work i was doing and all, you know just that i i was like man this must be what <laughs> You know yeah. what it feels like <laughs> to be stimulants, on meth. Stimulants and, are <laughs> like. <laughs> but are you um, a coffee drinker? I am, but I, I I have to cut myself off. Um I have two in the morning, and then if I have any caffeine after two o'clock in the afternoon, I will not go to bed. Yeah. Like I won't go to sleep till like after midnight.
0: That's funny. And uh, That's by funny. the way, I don't know why I asked it within a high voice. I was like, I go,
1: Do you like, drink. I- God, because my voice is so low now.
0: <laughs> so, Pammy, Scratchy. welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Something's
0: wrong. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, it's good to have you back uh, yes. in, in, in studio, as they say. Yes. Which I did rearrange. It, the setup it, is good. You like it?
1: Yes. And, it, you good. know, I. <laughs> we talked it's about the, the plants. We talked about the plants last time. <laughs> now I feel like it's even more obvious because they're all behind you. And yeah. Yeah, this is it. But it. This is, feels really good. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Does. We're the, actually the, facing each other yes. now and not kind of Rather than cricking in our and neck. Like, and yes. I
0: literally, every time we got done with the podcast, I was having to stretch and kind of just sitting cockeyed like that and turning my yeah. head to try to look at you because it's, it's weird to have a conversation with someone and you're not looking at them, you know? Yep. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's good to, good to have this set up and yeah, the, the jungle that my precious wife brought into.
1: (laughs) They're all alive and they look so healthy. She's, she's got a little green thumb, Yeah, I need, I need to have her go shopping with me for some plants. I need a couple, but I'm scared because I've always killed everything that I've ever owned. Yeah. So I need simple things, but she has a really good.
0: Yeah, she can, yeah, she saved some of my plants that were kind of thinking they were Mm going to give it up and, um she, she came in here and saved them and replanted them and did all that crazy stuff and does the fertilizer. And she's so sweet. I mean, she, she talks to them.
1: Yeah. I've heard I'll, I'll that that makes a huge <laughs> difference.
0: You know, I've heard that too, yeah. but it's just cute to see her do it. She's like, Hey, and she's just talking, giving them water. And I'm like, God, you're so sweet.
1: <laughs> she is.
0: So yeah, she's even sweet to plants.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There ain't nothing she ain't sweet to. Uh, no, I know.
0: That's for sure. Speaking of sweet. So, we're going to be talking today about we haven't come up with a title yet but something something in regards to making marriage last a lifetime no one gets married with the option of getting divorced like that is an option clearly obviously but it's not what is on anyone's mind when they get married so i think today's podcast will, will kind of touch on two things what's the most important is the beginning before you get married, right? That's, that's where it really counts. Um, I was on the search today, you know, when I study, I guess Mm for do research for our topics, you know, I one, I was thinking, man, Pammy and I do a damn good job. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm looking, I'm walking on these videos, listening to all these podcasts. I'm like, man, Pammy and I, we really actually do a great job covering You know, dating, relationships. I mean, some of the advice, I'm like, Pammy and I said that already. Well,
1: between the two of us, we have almost, what, 80 years of experience. Like,
0: (laughs) I guess that's true. (laughs) You know? I didn't think of it like that. I almost
1: said 100, but that would mean we were (laughs) dating before we were 20. (laughs) And that's just, you know, not appropriate. No, actually, wow.
0: That's actually true, though. So, You know, technically, though, it would be about 100 years of experience, right? Oh, no. No, because I would... I
1: mean, dating, yes, but like I got married at 20, I right. got married at what, 25, 25, okay. Yeah.
0: So, t- so 25 year marriage, how many years was your marriage? 21, 21. So, and then, yeah. So we, a lot of years yeah. that we've had experience and you know, I, 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 I'll be honest, one of my, um, how can I say this? Not hesitations, Uh, maybe a fear or a something that plays in my head sometimes is that I can't give advice. I got divorced, you know, that, right? And that quickly fades because a. There's a lot of reasons why that doesn't that shouldn't matter, but it almost to me, if I'm going to be honest, it helps me be even more passionate about what it takes to have a successful marriage because I've had one fail as well as <laughs> there's the cat dear lord feel free to push her off if if she's bothering you um but also having gone through that gives me an understanding of what what was missing there Mm -hmm. therefore what i need to work on in myself and what needs to be present in a relationship moving forward in other words like learning from your mistakes yes um I mean, I've heard it many times. If you never make mistakes, you never learn, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, it's it's the whole Babe Ruth, right? Struck out more than he hit, but he's also known as the home run hitter, right? So it, you have to A, swing. You have to fail. Failure is inevitable. And then the key to learning is really humbling yourself and looking at your failures yeah. or looking at where something did fail and, and yeah. how can we do better next time you know how can i improve myself make a better choice etc etc yes
1: yeah i agree i mean i feel like just because i got divorced doesn't mean i don't know how to do it right again right you know and and it and for both of us neither one of us jumped right into some you know to a marriage right after our divorce we both have taken time i've taken a little bit more time sure (laughs) but you know um we've both taken time to examine ourselves and to work on ourselves and become that version of the person that we want to be with yeah and which we agree is like the most important thing yeah so i mean i i don't know it all you know and i i may not i do (laughs) well that's good because you know together maybe (laughs) we might help some people (laughs) yeah right but yeah i i agree with you i i don't think that just because we went through divorces that we don't know what we're talking about. I think we absolutely do.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it, it uh, definitely helped me to dig deeper, deeper into my own self. Mm -hmm. Um, And they say that does happen anyway. You know, they say that oftentimes in your midlife, you come to an awareness and you really realize where you've been faking it or, you know, whatever you've been doing. And then you kind of, Hit that wall and realize, wow, what I've been doing isn't going to work in the future. And mm-hmm. I need to, I need to change. You know, you're yeah. really faced with that. You
1: realize it's you yeah. <laughs> and not the, all the other people or the other person in, in the that are the other half of your relationships.
0: Absolutely. That
1: it's you. And when I think, when you realize that, then change can really start happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the first, the first little part will be just a few things to, for those that are single. Uh, the meat of this is going to be for those that are married but for those that are that are either single or dating someone in other words you haven't you haven't tied the knot yet right so you're you're you've not made it official official in a way i know some people have different views about marriage and all that whatever but where it's a, it's most critical would be to determine this stuff before and one of those uh, when i was doing all my research I like how when I hear something that I've said before, but it's worded different, I'm like, Ooh, I like the way they Mm -hmm. said that, you know? And one of the things that they talked about, one of the very first, most important things is making sure to avoid being in a bad relationship. In other words, recognizing early on, yeah. and don't make excuses we've talked about that don't overlook the red flags don't make excuses Mm -hmm. i mean he's a really great guy i mean yeah i know he's an alcoholic but he's (laughs) such a good like did you just (laughs) hear what you just said you know what i mean it's it's and and i think we're all we all do that in, in some way because and this is something we talk about a lot because we're feeling the tickles in our in our tummies or there's love love is not the key to a long-lasting marriage right love is part of it yes I think the other part that completes it I'm sure there's a lot of things and we'll talk about it but I think the other piece is compatibility
1: yes agree
0: you love someone mm-hmm. and then you're compatible because Pammy I think or what do you think Do you think you can love someone that you're not compatible with
1: yes but not in the same way um, I love my children and and well and compatibility in the sense of
0: like in a relationship if, have
1: lots of things in common and do lots of things together i mean one of my one of my boys is very different from me and we have some things in common but we don't have a lot in common but i still love him you yeah, know what i mean like right. he's he's similar to me in some ways and he's different you know and so is my other son yeah um but in a romantic a, sense. in a romantic yeah. sense yeah i mean i think that compatibility is extremely important because Love, love is going to be there. In
0: other words, you've loved someone that when you really looked at it, you're like, I'm not really compatible. Yes.
1: And and that was my ex-husband, you know, when it came down to it, yeah, that we were so, we were different in, in ways that were important to me. Yeah, And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he felt about those particular things, but for me, the areas that were, you know, like growth and, and being not being in the same place tomorrow as I am today. Like, that's how I think. Yeah. He was not like that at all. That's a big one, you know, because I, if I'm going to grow and you're going to stay where you are, we're definitely going different directions. Yeah. So yes, I think it's a huge piece of it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I have to say this because it's just happening. So we're in the studio. We have a really nice Litter box that's oh gosh. covered. It's like really nice. You I, don't even know, you yeah. didn't even know it was a litter box, right? It, most people don't. At first,
1: don't. I do know it is though. Because, well, you definitely
0: know now because yeah, she just took a dump in she it. She
1: did, yeah. <laughs> I I can smell it. So and then we're gonna, she ran out of here um, like a bat out of hell because she knew what she had done. So,
0: Pammy, we're going like, to take <laughs> a, a quick commercial break. I'm going to clean out the shit so that I have to smell this while we're talking about things like marriage. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna. Commercial break, be right back. All right, shitters clean. (laughs) (laughs) Kitty litter boxes cleaned out, incense is lit.
1: Clark, the shitter's full.
0: Oh my goodness, Pammy. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's we focus on love so much, you know finding your love finding true love it's all about love and while love is important i mean it's very it's very important it's just part of it though because like we were talking about before we went on to commercial break i've been in love before with someone that i wasn't compatible with yep you know when i was dating there were people that i when i say love it's the the feeling of love and i know love is a a decision and that's another topic but you know, when you just have that uncontrolled, wow, I'm I'm attracted to them and I'm interested in them. And then you start talking and it's like, Ooh, I'm excited about them. That's kind of that loving feeling. You're, you're starting to develop feelings for someone, which is uh, that love. But if you're not compatible with that person, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah.
1: No, it's, it, it's 100% true. And just, why I think you know when I think about compatibility, I think about the friendship side of relationship, mm. the things you do together, the you know the the ideas that you hold, the, the non-exciting the
0: things you do together too.
1: Yeah, those too. Um, but it's not. It's love is like the emotion that you know kind of binds it, but the friendship is the part of all the things that put you together. If that makes yeah. sense, <clears throat> how else to describe it? But But I think that's why I've always wanted to have a friend as my, you know, someone that I enjoy doing things with, and we like doing some of the same things. Or, you know, I'm willing to go try whatever it is he likes to do, and he's willing to try whatever I like to do. And so I think that's the part that, for me, it really defines uh, compatibility. Is there's a lot of elements, but friendship.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's some wrong reasons to hitch up with someone what would you think some of those wrong (laughs) things are in your mind i've got a list. Wrong
1: reasons wrong reasons yeah wrong reasons reasons well i would say that you are a wrong reason would be um wanting someone to take care of you meaning you have financial needs or emotional needs or something like that where you expect the other person to be that resource for you yeah i think that's a wrong reason
0: yeah i would say because your parents like them? Oh or yeah. Or your friends like them? Oh yeah. <laughs> now, that's that again that kind of opens up another can of worms too. I think it's important for families to support you. But that's such a nuanced, I mean, who knows what's going on in a parent's mind? Yeah. You know, sometimes parents don't like a spouse that's actually very compatible with the person, works perfect with the person. You just never know. And that I think folks can be fickle because it's their kid Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: um i tend to support whatever my kids are doing as long as there's not something glaringly visible you know if there's something glaringly visible that i think that they're not seeing then i'm gonna definitely share my piece but at the end of the day i'm supporting them and if they love them i love them kind of an attitude you know uh but i but i think it the word the key word is pressure like if you're friends or family are trying to pressure you that's no reason
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh he's the baby daddy or she's the you know yeah that's
1: definitely not definitely a not a good idea <laughs> definitely not yeah definitely
0: not uh the I, one of the reasons that, on the research i was listening to one of the per- people said that your bio clock is running out i
1: was just gonna say that that popped in my head of like, you know, you, you think you're hit, you're coming to an age where it's now or never. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And after this point, you'll never, you know, find, find love again. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. And I, you know,
1: or you want children. And (sighs) so you feel like you have to be, you know, married to have children or whatever. Yeah. That could be another biological clock
0: thing. Loneliness is not a good reason. Nope just because you're lonely. I remember being so lonely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, dear Lord, if you're single and you're desiring of a loving relationship, you're going to experience loneliness. I did. I mean, I was, Yeah. I wasn't even, I mean, in my mind, I was single for a good amount of time to really recapture myself and find my heart. But it was definitely, I had some lonely nights you know, oh, nights yeah. I cried myself to sleep. and I had moments <laughs> when,
1: my family would get together for a holiday and it was just me and um and that was lonely even though i was with you know i was having a blast with my family but just knowing that i didn't have that special person with me and i so wanted that you know because my family's fantastic you know and i really want someone to experience them yeah you know with me yeah and i wanted to experience my family with someone and it's you know so there were there were a lot of moments like that and yeah. that I just was, it's just disappointing.
0: You remember feeling, I've never admitted to this, Pammy. I don't I'm hesitating. wonder if I should even admit this. <laughs> you I might remember try it <laughs> offline first? <laughs> I remember w- when I became single, seeing social media, even I'm in the wedding business, and feeling like, definitely there were two things going on one i really was genuinely excited for people because i'm just excited about love and i'm also hopeful for myself so i really did celebrate love with people but there were some times it bothered me yeah you know like well where's my special girl yes like where's yeah you know where's my person so there was this little bit of like pity mm-hmm. like that self-pity of you know Everybody else is meeting people.
1: What am I doing wrong? That yes. I, you know, why, why is it taking me so long? Yeah. Oh, we've had all those. thoughts.
0: <laughs> that was yes. actually, that actually was my thought. Like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? Right.
1: I, I, I hear, I, said I must it,
0: be way, and I've said this to you, <laughs> I must be way uglier <laughs> than I thought, you know, as if
1: that's the only reason someone wouldn't find love, right? You know what I mean? Like that it, it's probably the last thing. <laughs> on the list of things but still you know there's always that one thing in your head it's like if only i would if i did this or looked like this or you know whatever then i would be where they are yeah but you know yeah
0: (laughs) yeah the the reality of it was just a it was a mind shift in my own heart Mm -hmm. that led me to my wife i mean oh yeah that there was just when i finally got it not that i have everything figured out it's me when i finally just realized what was most important what my soul really longed for because when you think of this now i'm going to get a little squirrely for maybe for some people if we are a soul if there's a soul living in us right the person that's aware of that we're sitting here there's I'm aware that I'm talking to you you know what i mean like there's this person that's aware right so if i'm the person the real me is the person that's aware of everything that's going on aware of my body and all that if we do have a soul well your soul doesn't look any kind of way mm-hmm. and you meet someone and you can if your soul can really see their soul and there's really a soul connection then in a way, for the most part, looks are somewhat irrelevant in the sense of like the show, the love is blind show, which I don't know if they're going to come out with any more seasons or not. I don't I know. I don't, know. I don't even thing. have, we don't have Netflix anymore. But anyway, so when I think about that show that people connecting outside of looks, well, as we saw on the show that doesn't always work if the person is just not someone that they normally would be attracted to or well, it can be more challenging when they're apparently I can only assume that when you're dating blindly, you're forming some kind of a picture in your mind. I would guess like, yeah, just like reading a book. Well, yeah, because I do that. I do that a hundred percent. Even when I'm, when I'm right, I'm reading a book uh i was talking to jess about this the other day we watched the twilight series or we're watching it the tv movies or the movies and i asked her i said does jacob and edward look like in the movies like what they look like to you in the book and she was like oh you know kind of or not you know and i thought that was funny so i think when you're dating blindly i think you have something in your mind which can be then very disappointing or not when you meet them in person like what i was picturing and what they look like are different and let's just be honest there are some people that though are attractive and are attractive to some aren't attractive to others
1: yeah
0: right i I, I know that i have found people attractive that other people didn't find attractive or vice versa right and that's that I don't know what that is that's just that's just the way it is i don't know it's hard to define that but once you get like love is blind, everybody was somewhat they didn't have any I, I hate numbers but like they didn't have a four in the mix of all these six and sevens you know what i mean like they the, the whole group of guys and the whole group of girls were fairly good looking mm-hmm. well put together people different flavors, but pretty much they were all within realms of possibility. Would you agree? Agreed. So I, I think that's where looks or some of the compatibility looks wise comes in clearly, you know, a Victoria's secret model is not going to be probably super attracted to, I don't know, you know, well, someone you really
1: can't say that anymore because Victoria's secret models are just everyday people.
0: Oh, that's true. Isn't it? That's yeah. true? Now yeah.
1: they, they're not. I, did they not, change that? Well, because yeah. of everything going on in the world, I think so. Which is good. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that they yeah. did. So, I mean, kudos to them. Yeah. So it's not, oops, <laughs> just hit the microphone. It's not just your supermodels anymore. They have hired models who are
0: just everyday, everyday people. people. They're that's beautiful. Fast. They're beautiful yeah. women, but
1: they're just, they're all shapes and sizes and colors. And just like, yeah, it's just, well, that's neat. it's different.
0: I haven't haven't Googled Victoria's Secret models in a while. Good for you, Timmy. (laughs) I've lived, I'm living with one. Right. Um,
1: There you go.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think outside of that, the nuance of what you find attractive and all of that, it's the soul is where it really matters. And if we even have a soul, whatever the mind, it's that, that emotional, the mind, our thoughts, our likes, our values, all that Mm -hmm. stuff, religion, all the stuff. That's where it really, really matters. And that's why I'm not so hip on dating apps, even though they work. I do marriages all the time with people that met on dating apps. It's a great way to meet, but if all you're looking at is the picture, you're really selling the the whole experience short. You know, if you're just looking at someone and going, Nope. But, I mean, what if you met him in person? Would it be an instant no? Or could it be, a, well, it just depends. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't think it should be where you don't have pictures and you're swiping on just bios.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I clearly don't think yeah. that would work. No.
0: But somehow, I think we need to open up our what we think we know and give it a try with someone that you think is even within the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, you gotta start somewhere, you know. So I mean, I I'm with you. Like I, I found Matt, Matt and I met on um Hinge. And so and it, you know, it so it I worked love, for Hinge me. Hinge was the best one. It really was. And I only got on it because you recommended it. Yeah. So, you know, it but you have to start somewhere. And yeah. so learning how to read the profiles i mean it becomes it becomes kind of a job you i mean you have to really learn how to read between the lines to to know you know does this first person carry the values and the things that i'm looking for um but i think that you know some of them like him does a better job of you know what they're looking for is it long term is it you know just a hookup like you specify those kinds of things and it gives different opportunities to you can put a video on there you can do a voice you know, a voice prompt or something like that. So there's different elements, but you have to start somewhere. And you know, if you're, if you're not going to do the apps, then you have to get out there and and go places to meet people and do things you enjoy so you can meet people. But I think the apps can be used to train yourself, train your intuition on what you, what you like and what you're looking for. So that when it shows up, you know, you get it, you're going to get a lot of, misses on yeah. the dating apps uh it, it generally right you'll have a lot of misses yeah but you're going to learn a lot about yourself you're going to learn about a lot about the community that you're in and the group of people that you know your pool of people and it's not exclusive obviously there's you know but you'll learn a lot about that yeah and it will give you insight to you know to be able to narrow down and find that person. Yeah, But I, you know, I, I don't like it when people say they're just write them off because they're all bad. Give them a try at least. Yeah, See if it works for you. And if it, if it doesn't, that's fine. Yeah, But it gives you something, you know, it's a tool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the way this was said on one of the videos I watched today. I I'm using this analogy. He didn't use this analogy, but this was roughly the idea that he was talking about, about, you know, staying in your lane kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And he said well i said he didn't say this i'm saying this this is how i received it it's like looking at million dollar houses when you only really qualified for a quarter of a million dollar house
1: Mm, yeah
0: it it it's knowing where you're at and what he said is if you want to raise your value then raise your value Mm -hmm. and he said Notice who's around you notice the quality of people you're dating. You can raise your quality personally, which then will raise your quality of who you're dating. And I thought, wow, I like when I heard it, I was like, dude, that I've not said it quite as I like the way he's talked about it. And I thought I've said things roughly like this, Pammy, and I've talked about this about before you find the right person, it's important to be the right person. I mean, we've said all these same things, but I just realized how important i think we're always trying to we want a 10 when we're a five <laughs> yeah,
1: you know what i mean like yeah,
0: we yeah. we it's like we're not looking at ourselves and how great we are it's like well i want a someone that makes six figures and it's this and that and they got abs and da 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 and you don't have any of that mm-hmm. you know you're mm-hmm. not making yeah. six figures yeah. you're not you don't have abs you're not you know like and i think I, find that just to be so true, like attracts like, yes, if you, I think two things, one or two things have to happen. You have to either raise your value to be able to attract that kind of a person or you, you stay in your lane, stay in your lane. (laughs) In other words, yeah. Yeah. Fish in the, your pond. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if this is where you're at, then that's where you fish. Um, that's why for me, it was just so critically important to raise my value and to really, you know, read and to, to work on myself and to, you know, really try to make myself a quality. I wanted to be a real catch. Yeah. Now your friends are like, you are a catch. Okay. We're friends. You think (laughs) that, but am I really, you know, and and who am I a catch to like,
1: well, and the proof is in the experience. What, you know, what were you getting? You, you know, you were proving to yourself right where you were like, did that make sense? You're where you are. Yeah. By what you're attracting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course your friends are going to be supportive and encouraging right. but you're the only person that can really know
0: yeah i remember specifically when i became aware of just this need to really up my value mm-hmm. and so i really upped my personal value and noticed that like the four girlfriends that i had before i met jessica the i had upped my value in other words the last four you know five women or so that i dated were just really quality good excellent beautiful women and then the ultimate prize which is mm-hmm. you know jessica but it, it was like i was dating better and having better relationships more mature relationships and the breakups were a lot a lot better
1: but yeah a lot
0: healthier I, it,
1: it's interesting how that happens
0: yeah <laughs> it's it's like it was just a different experience. It, I, And when I noticed that, man, I was getting excited because I remember feeling this feeling of it's, it's close, close. Yeah, it's like close. I can feel that this is close. Like yeah. I am treating these women way better and not that I was ever an asshole, but you know what I mean? Just okay. I was communicating better. I was being fully transparent, very honest, you know, engaging in self-care and also not trying to impress you know what i mean just yeah. really trying to just not just be I, I wanted to be impressive not act impressive yes you know yeah. there there's a i think i even put this on facebook i said i i used to be really good at acting good and now i'm good at being good and it was just such a shift for me mm-hmm. that that when i changed everything else changed
1: yep
0: you know and so when we say cause we you know i say this almost every time we do a podcast we say something about Got to work on yourself you got to work on yourself and it, it really is something that you must do and and people might be thinking well what does that mean well educate yourself learn new things engage in fun activities you know don't just sit around and have pity parties like make your make be someone that you're proud of Yes, you know that you look in the mirror and you're like damn i'm a good person and i'm i'm happy i'm fulfilled i'm living my life and when I, you get to that state.
1: Yeah. And it, for me, it was, I like me.
0: Yeah. I like who I
1: am. It. I like this person that I've become. And when I got to that point, that's when things started changing for me. Yeah. You know, I, I behaved differently in relationships. I didn't, um, I didn't accept, just accept what was given to me. Yeah. I, I you know, I really was much different. Yeah. Though, yeah know, how can you
0: get a, others to like you if you don't like you exactly yeah it's challenging yeah so number one most important thing if you're single and you want to get into a a lifelong marriage just work on yourself don't settle if you're in a relationship that you're thinking you should probably be out of it don't let pressure, don't let family, friends, don't let the bio clock, don't let (laughs) baby daddy or dad, mommy, whatever. (laughs) Like don't, don't let any of that fool you. And most of all, don't think well, love will carry us through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, if you're, if you're not compatible, love, love will only take you so far and it won't be the finish line, unfortunately. Um, Love is definitely a part of it, but it's, it's not all of it. You know, it's just not, it's like sex. Sex is important. We all love sex, but that's, that's only a part of it. I often say it's like the icing on the cake. I want icing on the cake for sure. (laughs) But if there is no cake, the icing is like, it makes sick in the sense of like, it's just too much. Right. So there's no substance, I think. So I kind of stand by it. I think that, the friendship or the real relationship is the whole cake, and then the icing is is you know the the fun parts, all yeah. the little fun parts. But it's also you know in a twenty four hour day, we sleep for whatever six to eight hours. Sex, you know, is what two three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yeah, uh, it can be I more hope than so. that. I hope on, so. yeah, <laughs> it can be anywhere from one minute to an hour depending <clears throat> on how you're doing. So you know, but it's like then what are you doing the other fifteen? hours right there there's work there's all these things so it's not like you're making love for 20 hours right you know it is unless a that's piece. your whole
1: purpose right. <laughs> <laughs> i can see where that you know might be like a, a getaway kind of thing right. you know i mean some people might definitely put that in there. Yeah, vacation
0: that could definitely be part of, of a vacation yes. and or like an anniversary yeah you never it's yeah. like you go somewhere sunny and it's like you come back and you're pale <laughs> like, did you not go outside? Did, nope. Nope. 20 hours. Just Twenty stayed hours. inside all day long. We were
1: dehydrated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think so. What do you think would be some of the key elements? So we have, we've talked a lot about in previous podcasts, but also a little bit now, just the importance of you're dating someone or you're dating around. These things are important. We've talked about that. Now, let's talk to the married folks. They are married. What are some key elements that should be present in order to help them go the distance?
1: Communication. That's <laughs> like a big one for so many people. Yeah. Beyond compatibility, but communication, being authentic and truthful yeah. from the beginning. I cannot tell you what one little, one little lie can do. How it can infect a marriage? It's a landslide. It it is, yeah. It's the beginning it only, of a landslide. It only takes one, because you if you believe that that one little lie can make it past, and you know, then it, you'll test it, and it'll become bigger lies and bigger lies. Yeah. And so, um. So anyway, I mean, cu- communication and being and being truthful and. and authentic
0: let's say this where the rubber meets the road let's just be very vulnerable and honest here not just about us but i mean very like to the point someone's listening to this they're married if you're secretly looking at porn or secretly engaged in secret chats you got to stop that 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 is for sure going to lead to the destruction of your marriage or and it's going to lead to unhappiness within because if you're keeping secrets we often think when we're doing bad things it's like i don't want to get caught i don't want them to catch me the, the problem is you're you've caught yourself right <laughs> you're engaged in activity that yeah. you know is wrong it's undermining your self-confidence yes you wonder why you're anxious you, you wonder feel, why you are yeah. ha- have depression yeah well because you're living a lie and that will Eventually, undermine your, yourself. And when you undermine yourself and you're in a marriage, a, a partnership, well, you're automatically, if you go down, they go down. Yeah. So, like, that's to me, that would be 100%. If you're engaged in any kind of secretive behavior, stop and go to therapy. Go straight to therapy, tell a counselor what you've been doing and what to do to, to get out of it. Like 100%. Yeah. Now I don't, you know, I have mixed emotions. We've talked about that before about, you know, what do you tell right. your, yeah. your what, spouse? What the
1: secrets are and what do you share and what you do? It's share. kind of
0: a kind of yeah. wibble wobble just depends on the yeah. situation. But I, I think if you, if you can stop it before it's, it can destroy it, before it's something that could potentially destroy the relationship. I'm not certain it's even, like you need to just carry that burden and deal with it with a counselor mm-hmm. and not burden your spouse with it, especially if you haven't, you know, violated some trust bond outside of some stuff in your own mind or, you know, some internet stuff. I don't know. that, that That's a touchy subject because I, I, if it's something that they could find out from someone else. <sighs> yeah.
1: Well, and that's why we, you know, we talked about, we talk about before you meet the person working on yourself you know and and addictions that you have prior to a marriage or dating someone are going to be your addictions inside that relationship and i believe that you should be honest about those 100 up front you know i mean i i've i've went out with a couple of um guys that were didn't drink because they were alcoholics and i didn't I went on a date or two with them because I wouldn't date them. Yeah. After I found out, because I'm like, that's not a that's not something I want to have to deal with. Yeah. I've dealt with that. I don't want to deal with that again. So, you know, that. Thank you for disclosing that. Yeah. You know. Good luck to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. And that's um, and that's you know, but I being think true that, to yourself. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And that's why the the pre. The pre-work you do on yourself is so important. Get yourself to a place that when you do meet that person and you, or you start dating someone and have to share that piece of your story with them, that you can do it with confidence and not, it's not dependent on their reaction, Yeah. but you already are in that place of, you know, I'm dealing with this. This is my thing and here it is and you can present it. And you know,
0: yeah. So, yeah, honesty. You know, this is just everybody says it, but it's really so true. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, it's just important. You know, especially, obviously, on a first date. You don't say, "Hey, listen, I think I might have a porn addiction," <laughs> or you know, "No, I think I might be," yeah. you know, whatever. But if you're pretty quick on though, yeah, like I don't. It's just deceptive. You know, it would just be deceptive to, to not disclose information that will definitely affect.
1: It'll come out eventually. Yeah, It will. It will definitely come out eventually. And how do you want, how do you, you know, be in control of how that comes out, you know, how you present it.
0: I remember a couple, uh, they came into my office, they've been married for like a year and finally she came across some email or something that he was in massive debt. Mm and had a gambling habit and he had kept it from her for how long for well they were married for a year oh okay so like when they were dating he yeah. never brought it up and you know he he always seemed to not have a problem paying uh, for things and but yeah. uh, you know I'm, I'm with jordan peterson when he says that i've really never ever seen anyone ever get away with something forever nope it always comes around yeah honesty with yourself clearly is important because if you don't know it yourself, then that's probably what would lead you to lie. You know, yeah. well, I'm not an alcoholic. Really? You <laughs> <We> drink <laughs> yourself to sleep every night. <laughs> like I think that's probably an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that some people might find themselves in a situation where they don't think that they do have a problem, which I've here's the easy way to tell how, at least for me, Okay, if you don't have a problem, then stop for six months. Like if you're not an alcoholic, okay. So t- maybe you're not. Quit for six months. If you can't quit for six months, you're a fucking alcoholic. You know what I mean? <laughs> well,
1: or even just a few days.
0: <laughs> for yeah. a true
1: alcoholic it would be, you know, more six Could months. Could they go one month? I don't know. I mean I every every like I don't know. Different. I, I really don't I mean yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you say Thirty days? That's or a week?
1: It depends on the person, I, honestly. I mean, really what does. I mean like, is, like,
0: I wonder if you could be an alcoholic and you could I, it, it, go a week without it and to fool somebody.
1: Oh, you
0: know what I'm saying? Um, like,
1: yes, I would think so. I think
0: so. Yeah. It had to be a long enough time that I mean they couldn't do right.
1: it, right? And yeah, they could be in um, recovery as well for a very long period of time.
0: Oh okay
1: but still hold you know hold that idea that they're an alcoholic but they're recovering alcoholics so you you know yeah there's a so yes that you know someone could go for a very long period of time not drinking but that gotcha. they're in recovery Gotcha. so you know yeah that's
0: but at least awesome. they they've acknowledged they've acknowledged right. it right? If, right if they hey i'm i'm in aa you know i'm I'm on year two that's awesome yeah. like kudos that's yeah. great what i'm saying is if someone is drinking and they don't think they're an alcoholic right. and you as an outsider are like i think maybe you are i think the one test would say okay if you're not then just for the next 30 days let's not drink if they can do that i think that's a probably in my opinion that'd be a good I'd be like oh well i mean if they can go 30 days without drinking right
1: but then in that 30 days can that person acknowledge that they've got a problem or are they just going to do the 30 days and go right back to it or go the 30 days and and realize and yeah so i mean it that that's the part that's it's hard to say you know every person's so different
0: i remember it i've told this story before but i remember you know after my sister passed i started drinking quite a bit like every day that's not normal for me. Normally, I was a drink a glass of wine or so on the weekend kind of a guy or whiskey or whatever. And after my sister passed, I was drinking many whiskeys <laughs> every day. Yeah. And I remember after doing this for a while, I started during the day looking at my clock, excited about getting off work to be able to go home and drink. Mm-hmm. And I rem- I'll never forget it. I remember thinking, mm, I, may, I might be on the verge of a problem. So I just told myself, well, you're not drinking anymore then
1: yeah.
0: Dude, we're, we're going to stop for the three months just to make sure you're good. And it was, it was a challenge, you know, like the first time I was like, oh, I mean, I don't have a problem. I just want a couple whiskeys. Nothing wrong with that. You know, people do things, but you know, you start and I just remember going, no motherfucker, <laughs> like you're going to mm-hmm. prove to yourself. You know, it's like me talking to me i was like we're gonna prove to you that we don't have a problem because i think i might have a problem so we're gonna we're gonna nip this in the bud before it becomes a real problem yeah so you know i don't know if, if everybody has that mechanism in them where they can really recognize does. yeah man yeah. I, I think i might have a problem yeah, here. yeah
1: not everyone does you yeah. you're fortunate that you, that you got to that point you know and, and it is pretty normal i think when you lose someone significant in your life to cope somehow, yeah, you know, and everybody finds a different way and you chose alcohol. So, yeah. but you got, you know, you got to that point and you recognize it and you're like, yeah. no, this isn't going to work for me.
0: I just remember being so excited about drinking, mm-hmm. like just so yeah. looking forward because, to because to the drink.
1: Because of, yeah, the response you were getting, whatever that was, it puts you in a place where you, you know, didn't have to deal with the rest of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it numbs you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So we talked about some of the wrong reasons to get married.
1: We were talking about um important th- elements besides Oh, love
0: yes. In friendship a marriage,
1: in a marriage and communication, I think was the first one. Yeah. We didn't get any farther. Communication <laughs> we went off on a
0: tangent. Communication, I respect. Yeah. Um John Gottman talks a lot about this, that that you look up to your partner. It's important for people to look up to their partner and for your partner to look up to you. You know, to be to yeah. be impressed by them. Yeah. You know. I remember seeing couples that you could just feel that they had a little bit of a disdain towards each other. Or you could see them putting down somebody, just or putting down their partner. Mm-hmm. You know, like their partner would say something like yeah you know i got a raise well yeah but now he's only making minimum wage like you know, just right you're like whoa that's not healthy yeah you know when they're trying to chop them down a little bit that's an that's i forget what he calls that in the book um but there's a word for it where you're just not impressed with your partner mm-hmm. that's that's just not good. No, that's
1: sad. Yeah. That, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I feel, I feel like I had a little bit of that with my ex-husband <clears throat> just in um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't respect him. And, and one of the things that always that I've always believed is that, you know, respect is earned mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't that I didn't respect him to begin with. It's just that, i couldn't find reasons to, to respect him anymore yeah. so many things had occurred inside of our marriage that i lost respect for him and it didn't matter if he demanded respect i wasn't able you know and to me that was like a well now you're definitely not getting my respect i mean if you try to you just can't demand respect it, it's earned it's right. definitely earned but i did find that over time that was that was definitely a wedge between us as i just didn't i didn't i didn't yeah. find reason to respect him
0: yeah and i think when you're not compatible because i think like i i just always think this just because of you see someone go through a divorce or something they get remarried and all of a sudden it's like they have such a great marriage they you know because it's a good fit they mm-hmm. with someone they're so compatible with a obviously sometimes most people when they go through divorce they dig deep and they really discover you know their own imperfections and their own rough places and they try to work that out so they're you know actually a better person in the second relationship which is the best best way to do it uh not just blame your you know blame someone else and then keep all your normal flaws and jump into another relationship you know and then you'll wonder why man six marriages later what's (laughs) going on um but i i think what what one person doesn't find respectable in someone, you know, maybe someone else will, right? Like what Mm -hmm. I don't find attractive, someone else will. And that goes back to the compatibility piece. When you're really compatible with someone, it's like that, that is the perfect culture medium for that to grow. You know, talking about all these plants everywhere. (laughs) One of the things that, has made such a big difference is the soil you know the, i had some plants that were really failing dying <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know jess was like well we need to replant them repot them we need to put them in a, a bigger pot the you know the, the roots are bound up and we need to give fresh soil and we need to put some fertilizer in it And i was like interesting how the plants that I was killing <laughs> you know she has brought back to life and it it wasn't super difficult it was just a matter of purchasing you know some good soil and getting some fertilizer you know and having and the right tools having the right tools knowing what to what to put in there and all that stuff and so that's part of the working on yourself piece you know had i I guess watched enough YouTube videos. If I'd have watched any YouTube videos on how to grow house plants, I I would have figured that out by knowing and watching these videos, I would have learned this and gone, Oh, I can do this now. So that when I think about bettering yourself, that's kind of partly what it is. It's when you better yourself, it's learning how to be a better communicator, learning how to be more respectful, learning how to be better in bed or better at intimacy or better, like, those things don't just download out of the fucking universe into <laughs> our minds. You know what I mean? Like there's, um, there's a
1: little there's, work, there's, involved there's some knowledge.
0: Yeah. Us. There's, there's a knowledge that comes from learning, from reading, from being self-reflective, from journaling, from t- having conversations, all those things help feed us. And if we can be self-aware enough to go, ah, oh. oh, man, I am short, curt when I talk to people like being aware of that and not just going, that's just the way I am, well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) rather than, you know, maybe I should be a better communicator. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should be a better listener. Maybe I should be, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I know that we all have friends, you have friends. I've learned in the last few years how to be a better friend. Mm-hmm. And I've learned about who I really want to be friends with. You know, there's some people that I like, I don't like dislike them, but they're just, they're just not a person I want to be friends with. And again, it's, they're, they're good people. It's just not my tribe, Yeah, you know? And so now what I've learned is rather than trying to make a friendship work when I, it's just not there. Now I'm like, no, but yeah. but when I do find someone that I really value and I really look up to and I really like who they are, I invest I, I yeah. invest in that friendship yeah. where I don't think I was all that great of a friend early on in my life. I just really wasn't. And now I feel like for those that I really am friends with, I feel like I'm a good friend, you know, check in on them. Don't always look for them to give me stuff. I try to offer something too, you know what I mean? Um, but that took me a while. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I in fact I watched videos on it. How to be a good friend. I really did. I Googled how to be a good friend.
1: And I think that's the difference, is like you have to have the want to, you have to have the desire to change. Because you may see that you need to change, but you still have to have the desire to change. Yeah. And and desire to have a different result because. I, you have to have motivation, I guess, is the point. I yeah. mean, motivation and then the willingness to do the work because it's not, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. It never is, especially at our age. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of undoing to do.
0: Yeah. Tony Robbins talks about, he says it this way. He said, when the pain of changing is less than the pain of staying the same. Is right i think it's our no the pain it's staying the same yeah is, is, is greater right, right greater than so you must change yeah because yeah when you when you're forced to change because the pain is so great and unfortunately that sometimes pain is the motivator rather than just self-awareness going hmm you know but when when you maybe for example maybe you've lost some good friendships and you you stay take a step back and go and okay what what am I not doing here? Like, why would I not be considered a good friend? Like why, you know, have you ever met people that I've met people that I'm like, I want to be their friend. (laughs) You know, they just were such an interesting, cool person that you just really wanted to be their friend. I always, I want to be that way too, even though you can only have a limited number of friends, obviously, but it's like, I want to be the kind of person that people would want to be my friend, you know, because I bring value to them. I'm encouraging. I'm, Non-judgmental and just all the things that that matter, which also matter in a relationship, yeah, you know um we talk about communication, respect is key, being influenced or finding your partner awesome uh friendship, being able to have a true like a just a deep profound friendship is gosh, I mean Jess and I we say this to each other all the time. she's like, you're my best friend. I'm like, you're my best friend. (laughs) And it's just neat to, to have someone that you're not only intimate with, but you really value just them as a, as a human, you know, you you like their thoughts, you like the way their brain works, you know? Um,
1: You enjoy doing things with them. Yeah. You know, even the
0: mundane things.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Matt and I, um, We go to the grocery store together and it's it's funny because he's like or he goes dang it we're doing what does he call it um i can't remember what he calls it like it's not household things but it's like we're it's a mundane thing like it's not you know here we are we're going into walmart together to shop for you know groceries or toiletries or whatever it is that's not sexy and exciting at all right you know but we joke about it and it makes it fun yeah you know i mean that those are the kind of things that with the right person it can really it can be different yeah you know because that's just your everyday chores you have to do yeah. but with the right person it can be it can be enjoyable yeah <laughs> so-
0: absolutely you know there was something i watched a video today there was this guy that he's an older gentleman he was probably in his 70s and he was talking about marriage and there was like three or four key elements that often are missing from marriages that end up leading to divorce and i thought "Mm, this is gonna be a good video and he he the way he back engineered this i thought it was funny because he talked or not funny but it was curious he said let's look at an affair what is present in an affair what is the person getting from an affair? Cause I guess he did a lot of research and studying affairs and like what the person that had the affair, like what was it about this person, all this. And he talked about the childlike nature of it, but he also talked about how, and, I, and I've said this before I've, I've said this so many times, but he just worded it so great. But he said, you know, when you're dating someone, you'll have sex in the car and, And there's this childlike sexual energy and it's just, it's all fun. And you're touching each other, you know, and you're trying to touch each other under the table at the restaurant. You're just, there's this, this childlike sexual energy, this tension. You just, just love each other so much. And it's all so new. He says, even if you've been married for a long time, these are things that you need to include in your marriage. He goes, have sex in your car. Like, obviously that's not the one thing that's going to save you, but right, it's like, right. it's those kinds of things stay, rather than yeah, stop, stay, w- let's get home, right. <laughs> wait till we're in the, in the bed stay adventurous. after the kids are, yes, yes. He talks about adventure, Yeah. how that, especially as you get older, he said, it's like you go from adventurous and, and risky and fun and to where you're, you're lame, you're, mm-hmm. you're boring. You're just watching Netflix all the time you never go out you never do anything it you know sex is only taking place in the bed at night when you're tired lights off you know (laughs) and i just was thinking that's so interesting because i i find because i've said this before i've said that you know what was it like before you were married meaning when you were dating this person yeah What you did to get them, you got to do to keep them. You've all heard me say, I've said that so many zillions of times and I stick by that, you know, in a sense, that's what the guy was talking about. It's like, remember, for example, he gave this example and I've, I've said it before your spouse calls you at work. You're bothered by their phone call. I'm trying to work, you know, I'll I'll call you back later not when it's an affair you're sneaking texts you're sneaking (laughs) calls you're sneaking you're doing all you're right it's exciting and it was also like that when you were dating anytime you're Mm -hmm. just calls me of course we're married but she'll call me and like, I'm like, hey, babe, what are you doing? You're calling me? You know, like, or I'll sneak away and call her mm-hmm. and I'll call. I always prank call her work. <laughs> I always prank call her work. Put on a disguised voice. Yeah, oh, I prank gosh. her work does all the time. Does she know it's you, though? She does sometimes, but whenever someone else answers the phone, oh, okay. you know, I'm, I'm acting like a certain character. Oh, my God. I'm like, is the manager there? You know, and then <laughs> so sometimes she doesn't know it's me and, and all she knows is someone wants to talk to the manager and she's like, you know, hi, I'm. Jessica, I'm the manager. How can I help you? And I'm like, well, listen, I don't, you know, anyway, she soon is like, I'll hear her just get real, she gets real quiet and she's like, Timmy, is that you?
1: <laughs> because she knows she has to <laughs> still be the manager. Yeah, <laughs> but She's like, this I is, think this is, this is.
0: my well, husband.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's fun. You guys do that with the whole, um, uh, accents and things like that. I remember coming over that one night. Or, <laughs> And you started talking british or something and
0: and i'm looking at you and i'm
1: going and jessica is right there and i'm like what is going on like why are you talking yeah you're You're like oh we just do this sometimes i'm like oh my gosh how fun like how fun i mean that is silly and playful and and i think that's yeah that's the piece that you don't want to lose and I mentioned that to you earlier today and how I've been thinking about this whole idea of humor in a relationship because my life has been a little stressful lately. It's been very busy. And Matt and I had some great conversations around that. And it made me really aware of, you know, because his hit the telltale sign for him was I lost my um, Cappy go lucky, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have that where I was giggling at everything he was saying and, you know, which I do, I, I laugh at everything, which, you know, for the most part there's some things that are very serious and I don't laugh at those (laughs) but I do laugh at a lot of things and he's got a real dry sense of humor um and sometimes you know I don't know that he's actually joking you know and when I'm stressed I really don't know he's joking yeah but most of the time I get it he's being funny and I you know I laugh and that element was missing and he brought it up and he said you're different you know and so it got me thinking about this idea of in our relationship, how important humor and fun are mm-hmm. and and how to keep that alive. And it, it clearly, you know, is a good trigger for him. Like he really, he, he feels connected to me in that way when I, you know, he's he's being funny and I'm laughing. Yeah. You know, or we're laughing together at something. You know, so it's there's that element. And I think I feel like I watched my parents as a family, we would spend like on a Friday night and we were all home and we would just start laughing, like forcefully laughing to get everyone else to laugh in the room.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was, you know, it was just a game that we played, but it was so fun. And so laughter is a part of my life and it's a, you know, it's a part of who I am. I want it to be a part of my relationship. And I feel like it's a very valuable thing to have in a relationship. If you can't laugh with your partner yeah gosh i can't even imagine that like it sounds so awful (laughs) and so tedious and you know boring yeah i don't want that you know yeah
0: one of my favorite things about jessica we laugh until we literally pee our pants i she's so funny to me she's actually very funny Uh but she can do here's what's so cool and i hope she doesn't mind that i'm telling this Cause she doesn't know, not many people know this except her close, close, close friends. She can do accents and not just like me, uh, my, what, so she loves this because I can do an accent for like a few words and then it goes to another, another accent. <laughs> another, like I'll yes. say a paragraph and I've spoke four languages, yes. right? I mean, it's like our accents. Yes. She is one of those people that if I said today, you're British, Pammy she could spend all day talking british yeah like in a british accent it's it's fucking unbelievable yeah. like i and i love it so the other day we were watching a movie and there was some all uh, russian people uh talking with their super thick Think, russian yeah. accent
1: in- they were speaking english but in- with russian right accent, right with yeah. right and i
0: could tell that these were English speaking people doing a a Russian accent because it was just like a little thick.
1: Uh
0: And so, and I put Jess on the spot all the time with this. I'm like, talk to me in in a Russian accent. And she launches into, (laughs) she's talking very sexy in this deep Russian accent. I, I just can't, I laugh so hard. She starts <laughs> laughing and then she laughs really hard when then I try to life, do yes. the Russian accent, but then it turn it's like Russian blended with Irish <laughs> blended with Australian. <laughs> and then I, I end with w- w- some tribe in Africa accent probably. <laughs> we have so much fun. We, we laugh so much and it's, it, that's something that, you know, I don't know. I, I remember early on when I first, I'll never forget our relationship, how it just started to slowly, you know, take off started with co- cause because we didn't do intimacy for a long time. Like we, we wanted to really find out if this was worth investing in. And I remember you know, our first coffee was definitely, I knew I, I remember I canceled all my other plans and I was like, you know, I'm just going to focus on this one girl and, and just see what happens and whatever. So I, I felt, Pretty confident that something was special about it, but she didn't, I didn't know about the accents for a while, like a while, while until she really felt comfortable, she would do little things here and there. And finally, I just asked her, I'm like, can you do accents? (laughs) And she's like, yes. And she's just real shy about it. So anyway, but it was just a real slow progressive, but I remember early on when she would do things that were funny or say things that were funny, it just really tickled my funny bone, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then come on, I've had people try to be funny and you're like, you give them a courtesy laugh, but right. you're like, <laughs> that, you're like, that's not really that funny. Uh-huh. And I'm sure people do that to me. You know, my humor is not for everybody, nor is every, everybody's it for everybody. Right. Same thing with, with, uh, comedians. There's some comedians, paying me I think are so funny. Then there's other ones that I'm like,
1: Like,
0: yeah, I I just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think you're that funny, but some people do, you know? So I think we're just the same. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Oh God, laughter is just a, such an important piece. And also part of laughter is I think your own state of mind, you know, when you're stressed, when you're heavy burdened and you know, and all that things are less funny.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. you just,
0: laughter's not on the tip of your tongue.
1: It's not, you can miss a lot when you're
0: stressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, similar values, which would, I think would be, uh, part and parcel to compatibility. Um, and just being realistic. Uh, the, the, one of the things I, I learned in my research today, they talked about momentum that the wrong relationship can be in momentum. And I thought that was interesting that it's like, you know, we're dating and then we've, we've, you know, been intimate and now we're, you know, kind of living together. And so, you know, we're going to get engaged, get married. In other words, there's this momentum going with the, with the relationship and it's not, it's not compatible, but there's momentum. I thought that was an interesting thought that you, it's like, You're, it's almost like I can't get out of it now. I mean, we've been dating for two years, you know, we've met each other's folks and you kind of just settle into the, and I thought that was an interesting perspective. They said, you know, don't let momentum just carry you to the altar unless that's really the right thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: No, I think it's important to know that. I mean, you got to know where you're going Yeah, and you, you don't want, it's kind of like, You don't want that to be, just be a default. Yeah. I mean, that's, that can't be a default. It's like being picked up by a
0: snowball. Yeah. Just okay. Well, I'm just going with it. Just
1: yeah. That's, that's similar to what you said earlier about like, you know, your biological clock and reasons not to get married just because you're heading down a long-term relationship, if you're not in agreement on that being the goal, and a part of your relationship, then there's, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. All right. Let's, let's give seven. Um, I'm saying seven, who knows how many it'll be, let's make, <laughs> let's make it seven, make it up. seven things for married couples, uh, that can help them, you know, la- what's that phrase in the vows, you know, till death do us part. Everybody gets married with that in mind. Yeah. And so there are some critical things clearly. The most important thing you can do is before you get married to make the right decision and who you marry clearly let that's out of the way, but now you are married. What are some key factors to keep yourself married to go the distance? All right. So Pammy, let's, let's talk about the 10 things here. That for those that are married, if you're listening to this podcast and you're married or you're in a committed partnership, these are 10 things that should be present in the relationship i guess to give you the best shot at you know going the distance you know being like the that movie that we all love most people love i loved it the notebook
1: yeah you know
0: where you just <laughs> yeah lay down in bed together and you die yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and they're not exclusive obviously they're you right. know we can't think of everything
0: sure <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah because there would be a million for yeah, each person there's some different variances
1: exactly but overall i think these are really good these are really good um Catalysts for for a a fun healthy joyful marriage
0: yeah and so you mentioned it uh communication and the only thing that i would want to throw in there is that open and honest vulnerability is not in this list because i think it goes with communication in your communication be vulnerable and because only open and honest communication is going to make any difference like if if you're not open and honest then you, you can't you can't build a relationship on lies and deceit you know it has to be open and honest um that's the only way you can really get to know each other yeah you know if you only tell me part of the truth well then i'm you know then i'm not getting the whole Mm -hmm. picture yeah so and if you find something difficult to talk to your partner about then uh, same thing i say all the time find a therapist where you can talk to them about it and find out what they would advise you Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah yep that's it's good to have um a sounding board yeah. when you, when you get stuck, Yeah, even if, even friends, I mean, friends that you really respect, <laughs> Right. <laughs> not just any friend, because just any friend may not give you the good advice, but I yeah. think, yeah, having people in your life that you can go to and ask those questions, I think is important.
0: Yeah. Number two. Fighting fair. You mentioned this yeah. when we were offline to be on the same team. Yeah. You know, I teach that yeah. in my premarital that
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's you and your partner against the world. Yeah. So if you're, if you're fighting with your partner and it's against your partner, rethink it. You know, if, if you're fighting over the budget, well, you both want, don't want to be living in the poor house.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, both of you want a good, healthy financial situation. So you're on the same team or should be. So both of you come together and discuss how can we have yeah. a better financial future.
1: Yep. That's or, it's one of our company values is collaboration but the Ooh. descriptive of that for us is we're on the same team always on the same team. Oh, I love it. And I and it's it's a it's a I'm reading a book about strategy and in there they're talking about companies that play in a space where they want to win. Like it's that wanting to win that is is the most important piece. Like you know, having that and in, in our in our company we're in a, in a sports industry we want to dominate you yeah. know it's one of those like it winning isn't enough we want to dominate yeah. you know that and that's the energy that you have to take into it so but for a relationship it's that collaboration yeah. of how can how can we solve this yeah. versus i'm you know i'm against you and right. we're, we're coming at this at, it might be coming at it two different viewpoints that's okay right you can still collaborate you can still work through it and come out winners on the other side
0: yeah if you think your idea is well no that's we all would be arguing because we think our idea is better but being able to while at one point you're trying to argue your side of it of thinking this is a good way to look at it also to honor and respect their view of it as well Mm -hmm. and look at it as more of an asset to solving this issue than it is a distraction or, you know, in other words, rather than, right. I love what you said. We win, Mm -hmm. like as a couple, we want to win in the relationship, not I win over you. Right. You know, in this argument, I'm going to win. No, never should that happen when you're, when you're in a, when you're fighting with your partner, it should be to resolve rather than win. You know, i'm not trying to beat you in this argument i'm trying to we're both trying to come up with a resolve and a win a win-win you know stephen govey used to say you know if i win you lose actually we've lost yeah you know if you win and i lose we've lost we with it's a win-win you know we both
1: that's what we want. are
0: achieving the ultimate goal here so yeah fighting and also the thing about fighting i think that's important is what are the rules around your fighting you know is screaming allowed? Is aloud? is obviously violence isn't allowed, but I I know John, John Gottman talks a lot about this, that he can watch couples fight and and determine how the marriage will go in the future by based on how they fight, because he talks about how if you're making it personal, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're not just, you're not maybe just fighting over an issue. You're going low blows. You're just a lazy, no good. I knew my mom said not to marry you. I should never married you. Saying things like that. She probably was right. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> Should listen to your mom. But you know, when you're really going for those low, bo- yeah. you know, like those low blows where it even becomes a personal attack, you know, where it's like, you know, I don't know, it starts getting personal.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. At that point it's.
0: It's vicious.
1: Yeah. At that point you really need some help. I mean. I, what we're talking about here in my mind is, you know, this, these are the couples that are, they're, do, you know, they're not fighting like that. Yeah. Couples that fight like that. They can't last. They, they can't. Or they're it's going, toxic. it will never end. Yeah. The fighting will continue throughout and they stay because out of obligation or money or whatever it is, but there isn't that love and joy that we're talking about yeah. inside the relationship. So, yeah, if, before you get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> do some of the other things to, you know, to manage that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kid you not. I, I did a wedding last year for a couple and they did the premarital. And I, the, one of the things that I talk about is this, I talk about how to fight and fight fair and just the rules around fighting and all this stuff, same page. I talk about all this stuff. And I said, so how do you guys fight? Do you feel like you guys fight fair? Do you feel like what? And they both admitted to being vicious. Mm. Yeah, I was like, I told them, I said, guys, like, this might be what we talk about for all three sessions. Like, this is critically important because they, they, they almost every time they fight, they said they say things that they regret. They get right. mean. They get nasty. And you know, Pammy, I mean, everybody's different. You know, I have my own. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect but I'm not vicious. That's just one thing. I'm just not vicious. I'm just not a vicious person. Um, so I, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, I just don't, I just wasn't raised in a home that was ever vicious. My parents never said anything vicious to me. I just wasn't around that, you know? So, Mm uh, again, not to say I haven't done wrong things, bad things, you know, all that, of course, I just am not a vicious person with my words. Um mm-hmm. uh, so I, it just shocked me when that couple t- I just was like, really? You know what I mean? I was just so shocked yeah. that wow, that when you fight, you get vicious. So I don't know. What about you? What's been your experience? Are you vicious, Pammy? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell <laughs> I say you don't strike me as a vicious no, person I, either. I'm not. No. And that's the last thing I want to do is hurt someone and especially my partner. Um, The only time that I can recall having to, you know, use language or words um, that were beyond me, what I normally, how I normally talk was to get a point across to someone who wasn't listening to me in, in a breakup situation. It was only in a breakup situation. And this person would not
0: pick up what you were putting down, not
1: pick it up. (laughs) And the only way for me to do it was to put it in his language, and then he got it. Yeah. And and so, it wasn't it wasn't meant to hurt him. It was meant for him to hear, hear me. Hear it. Yeah. 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 So, that's the only time I, I've ever really. I, I don't want to hurt people. Yeah. I like people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, adventure. The important. So number three, adventure. Keeping it exciting. That as a relationship coach, you know, I not only help people get married, but then I also help people maintain their marriage. And one of the things that I sit down with couples about, it's this, Mm -hmm. the adventure, the excitement is gone. You know, sex is now just lame. It's premeditated or, and there's nothing wrong with that on occasion, but it's like, it's, you know, like we already talked about a little bit. It's always in the dark. It's always under the covers, you know, it's like, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Have you know, have some fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I, you know. Anyway, that's important, right? Yeah. What what it was like during your honeymoon phase? It should be really like that. Revisit that place. Time. Yes.
1: <laughs> you you liked it for a reason then. Yeah.
0: And this one yeah. guy, like I said, the 70-year-old marriage counselor on, on this YouTube channel that was like a 3 million views, he said it. You know, I mean, so it, 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 clearly this is a thing. Yeah. You know, keep the excitement. And he, what he he said was, is have sex in your car. You know, like right. Keep it keep, exciting. Yeah. You know, keep it fun. Um. Yeah. So it, I guess what happens in marriage sometimes it it just becomes too predictable. Yeah. And and somehow some way we you know it's it's similar to when you get a new car you don't eat in it. And then after a oh, while, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes. you started eating in your car and, you know, you start doing things that you don't normally do. You just become way lax. I, I think it's just really, really important to keep, keep it exciting. Keep it fun. There was that movie we talked about this, uh, where they actually dressed up. Oh acted yeah. Acted like different yeah. people. And for
1: Christmases. For Christmases. Yeah, yeah. They like, met up, yes. Chris Witherspoon. Yes. Yes.
0: And they met at a bar and act like they didn't know yep. each other. And yeah, you know, that's just. As cute as that was, that's that's so cool. Yeah, you know, it's so cool. It is. Okay, the next one, no
1: secrets. Yep, Just we did a whole don't. podcast on this one. Yeah, go back, go
0: back, and listen <laughs> go listen to that. To that. <laughs> the number five, shared interest. The I you brought this one up. I I really like this because it's not that this needs to be now their sole interest. Like for you, you you like golf. Uh huh. Um I like golf too, but I don't play, um, but it's, it's okay for me, but, but I do like tennis, right? Mm-hmm. So I've joined a tennis group and it's guys, mostly, I, I say guys, guys and girls, midlife and older. There was a guy out oh, there's 85 oh heavy. wow yeah 85 and freaking playing tennis oh, like wow. and good his yeah. name's bob i'm like bob what the <laughs> hell <laughs> I'm like Jesus awesome. louise yeah i'm like i'll be it's like i got he's got 30 years on and i'm i'm 54 right but he's got 30 years on me and this man is playing some tennis That's awesome. anyway so impressed it's been such a wonderful experience but anyway jess has been coming she comes and watches oh, me. Oh, that's play. Yeah. You that know, and she's cool. been playing a little bit. I've been teaching her. I mean, she played when she was a kid, just recreationally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I played competitively. And so, but it's been like 25, 30 years since I've played. So, anyway, I've been getting back into it, you know, kind of like we do. Like you, I know, you're into golf. You have the golf this yep. and you have the did did yep. and all the stuff. I'm the same way. You know, I've got a bunch of tennis stuff now and I just ordered some new tennis shoes because I didn't have the right pair. and. I'm getting into a pammy. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it's just fun that she comes to support me. Mm-hmm. So it's like this shared interest. She's she'll like tonight. Tonight we're gonna go play tennis tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah, and yeah. she's getting better every time we play. I'm just so impressed with her.
1: Yeah, but Sorry, I've got hair in my oh, brain. that's okay. it's Tickling me. The, the shared interest. <laughs> I just
0: like that you said that because it yeah. really is such an important piece. Not that every interest of yours needs to be your partner's, but there needs to be some crossover. Yeah, and you know and. and just there has to be some crossover. You ha,
1: yeah, you have to have things to do together. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. And that's why golf, because golf is so I love it so much. And I know it's something I can do into my older years. Absolutely. It's not, because it's not hard. We on the should joint. do it
0: together sometime.
1: We should. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You would have a ball golfing oh, with
1: me. Yeah, I know. You've told me that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I would laugh a lot. You
0: would yeah. you would yeah. have a ball.
1: But Matt golfs too. And that was one thing, you know, on my profile, on the dating websites I put in there, you know, you like to golf or you'll drive the golf cart for me, you know, with go with me basically. And it was important for me to find some, and it was interesting how almost every single date I went on was someone who liked to golf. And it wasn't that that was the only thing, but I knew that that was important enough to me that I wanted to find someone who was also doing that. Well, it just so happened that Matt's profile, all he said, one thing I want to do this year and this is when we first met was learn how to golf.
0: Oh, and I was like,
1: there we go. You know? And so we actually have been golfing every week together and that's, that's something that we look forward to. And we, and so, I mean, but you know, we have a lot of other things that we do together as well. Sure, And some things that he does, like he has a, his friends that they do those crawlers. It's like they crawl up rocks in these, you know, big, all the it's like a vehicle that's got a frame a seat and these giant wheels and they you know they do the rock crawling or whatever um i i would definitely go because that kind of stuff excites me but it may not be safe for me right but i would still go and watch him do it and support him you know and so and that's you know he does things for me all the time like that too that aren't necessarily his interest but he'll go yeah. You know, so I, and I think that's, that's the key is have some things that you can do together and then have, have things that you do separately, but you would support that person yeah. like Jessica with the tennis, And now she, you know, yeah. she wants to play. Yeah. And she's in play. a band. So,
0: right. Right.
1: I, yeah. And you go to her I concerts. Go to,
0: every time that I'm not yeah. in a wedding, I go to her, I support. She's yeah. got a gig this Friday. I go and support and I just love it. And, yeah. and she even said to me, it was really cool. This was early on in our relationship um when i found out uh, you know she had a gig here i mean i knew she, obviously i met her at a gig that's how i met her but she was doing a gig here and so she's like you know if you if you don't if you want to come that's cool if not that's okay or whatever and i'm like well no i want to come this is like early in our relationship and i was coming to all of her gigs and she was she literally one time with almost tears in her eyes She said thank you so much for being so supportive of my 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 music career. She goes, I it really means a lot to me. And I said, that mm-hmm. I said, that's I, I appreciate that. I said, but uh, I'm curious. I have other boyfriends. And she goes, well, I mean, sometimes, but sometimes not. She goes, but you're just like really supportive of what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, hey, I really like you. And so I like plus I like music. there's a lot of reasons. Right. Um, but I'm like, you know, not what you're supposed to do when you're with, <laughs> you know, like that just felt like the shared interest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm your partner. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I? Come to a gig if I can. Yeah, you know. Now, clearly, if I really had a long, rough day, and or I did a bunch of weddings and didn't want to go, it'd be fine, because I go most of the time. So yeah, shared interest is a big one. Uh, oh, you brought up that next one.
1: Yeah, growth. Ah,
0: speaking of, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna plug it in and answer it. Okay. Because this is. Hey babe, don't say anything naughty. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm recording the podcast and you're on the podcast right now. Hey, hey, hey babe, you're on the podcast. I answered the phone and you're, you're live on the podcast. Oh, how cool. <laughs> <laughs> so so Pammy can hear you. I'm like, I'm quickly trying to say, babe, you're on don't, the podcast. Don't say anything naughty. Don't say
1: anything naughty. <laughs> no, go and ahead, I can say barely something. hear you. <laughs> yeah, let me cue up. Let me get my relative What we say
0: That's really riveting and freaky. <laughs> uh, well, we we just talked about uh the importance of shared interests. We're talking about important pieces and characteristics and factors in a relationship. And we were literally, I literally was just talking about you and talking about how you support me and my tennis, uh, hobby. And (laughs) you've been, you know, learning to play tennis, uh, and coming to watch me play tennis. And then I come and, you know, come to your gigs and support you and that there's this shared interest, um, that we share together, which is, which is fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That makes things a little more sweet. Don't isn't
0: it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, baby, do you want me to, uh, I'll call, we're just about done actually. And I'll call you, you're on your way home, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, baby. We'll I'll see you here in a minute. And yeah, sorry. I forgot you were doing that. Oh, it's okay, babe. It's all good. Must be a good one. Cause it's going long. It is. a good it, <laughs> yes. We started at four 30. It's a real good yeah. one, but we're, we're just about That's done. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe I'll see Pammy and so. if not Pammy, hi, bye <laughs> <laughs> and have a great rest of your podcast. Yeah, babe. Thanks. See you in a minute. Okay. All right, bye.
0: Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. So growth—that's one you brought up. Yes, growth.
1: Yeah. Never. Always looking at being forward-thinking together. Yeah. You know where are we going? What's next for us? You know where are we had, and it's particularly important for younger couples when they're planning. You know, what are we going to have a family and that kind of thing? But
0: yeah, where are we going to live? What yeah. jobs are we going to do? But even
1: like you know, you and I at this stage of our lives. Like what, you know, what kind of things do we want to do together? What do we want our life to look like? And, you know, planning those things. Like, it can be fun. It can be yeah. very adventurous, actually, but to always be forward thinking yeah. of, you know, that, that the marriage isn't the finish line. It's the starting line.
0: Oh, I love that. You know,
1: it can't be the finish line.
0: Yeah. I like that, Pammy. I, I think for me, when I think about growth and, you know, thinking about the future or planning for the future and all those things. Yeah. It, you know, at our age, there, it's a, it's a different, it's a different conversation, you know, than what like a 19, 20, 21, 22 mm-hmm. year olds going to be thinking uh, because they're just getting into their career. They're just getting ready to start with all that stuff. I, I know for us, just a couple small things for us, when I think about the future, you know, we, we got married, we live in an apartment, obviously within the next year or so once the market settles down you know we won't want to buy a house and you know start start our life together that way and just travels and you know and all those things but just continuing to learn each other and grow together and enjoy life together and and you know be together uh but that's so it's you know different stages i think are Different plans, you know, mm-hmm. you have different ideas and different plans for the future, just depending on. But I think it's important right. to to be talking about that, and I love that. I, I don't know if I've heard that necessarily, but yeah, the marriage, getting married, isn't like, boom, we did it, yay, yeah. Now we're just going to coast, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't stop wanting to, you know, to grow yeah. and to experience new things, which, you know, is part of uh, the next one. Dating. Yeah.
0: Always date. <laughs> always, always, always date. Making but, time yeah. for each other.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, being a relationship coach, that's another one that I I run into. You know, is well, do you guys date? Well, I mean, you know, we had a night off the other day and we watched, you know, a movie at home, whatever. And I'm like, okay, like that can be kind of quasi a date, but not really. You know, I yeah. think of a date as we're getting not just dressed up, but like we're putting ourselves together. We're going to go out mm-hmm. to a new restaurant that we've never been. That's yeah. what we do. That's we that's try all restaurant. I'm like, have you been there? She goes, Nope. I'm like, okay, I yeah. haven't either. Oh yeah. Let's go, yeah. you know? So in our list, I don't know if you've seen it on the refrigerator, but it's like full. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. We've got a list too. Um, We'll have to look, I'll have to look at yours. Yeah. And, <laughs> share I gotta ours, add something too. Yeah. We, and we put, ended up putting them on the Google map too, of, of safe places oh, that we want to go to. Okay. So we've got, coffee shops, we've got pastry shops, we've got restaurants, bars, you know, like everything is on there. And so depending on, you know, Wednesday nights now is our date night because you're working. So, so so we're not doing the podcast on Wednesday nights. Um, that's date night for Matt and I, and that we try to go to a new place, like somewhere we haven't been and doesn't always have to be expensive or fancy or anything like that. But, um, yeah, that's one of the things we enjoy. And then Saturday mornings we go down, usually go down to the river market, but we'll hit a coffee shop or a bakery pastry place prior uh, so that we can you know
0: maybe we'll have to yeah. crash one of those we, yeah we've no, been wanting be to fun. go to the market on saturday oh, mornings
1: yeah we yeah it depends on when we get up but yeah. <laughs> we've been getting up really early lately yeah and it's you know it's a i love going down there it's yeah.
0: just i love it too I love. yeah the we have the
1: specific things we get
0: and soon but, you guys can come here and we'll just take the kc car oh
1: yeah that's the right car coming that's to the plaza right yeah
0: which we'll have to talk about uh thanksgiving with the lights Oh, the
1: lights and everything yeah i'm going right. to do
0: another big get together oh,
1: okay cool all right so
0: dating yeah keeping uh, so people ask well how often should we date what it just depends what works for your schedule but at the bare minimum you should at least have one special date a month like at the bare minimum,
1: minimum. minimum. I would say, <laughs> I
0: think <laughs> ideally, like if you could have anything you wanted, I would say once a week, mm-hmm. Yeah, once I, a week yeah. and it could be all different kinds it can of things. Be, yes. Like, it doesn't
1: have to cost money. Yeah, it doesn't have to. You can do
0: a little coffee yeah. shop. You can do a park. You can go do takeout.
1: There's free music at some of the, Absolutely. you know, all over the city. You can.
0: Find. Absolutely. We went to uh Chaz mm-hmm. over here at the Raphael. For they had a live music night mm-hmm. on a Friday. And of course, we live on the plaza. So we just, we walked over there. We got a little one drink each. Nice. Sat and heard the band. And of course, they invited Jess up to sing. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Jess was all shy. She's like, she was just shy about it. Yeah. And anyway, the, the, I told her, I said, next time you come, they're not going to let you off the hook because they've now heard her album. Yeah. And so I'm like, you're going to be singing. <laughs> uh, All right. Then, yeah, same kind of thing. Vacations number, uh, what, eight? What are we on? Eight, nine, 10, okay. somewhere there. Yeah. So dating, start. vacation, one of the, one in the same, focusing on each other. You know, to me what that is, is, you know, I still, I write notes on the, this is going to sound corny, but I get up way before Jess. So I, when I'm done using the restroom, I write on the toilet paper. <laughs> That's write, right. Like I love you or you different <laughs> little things or I'll leave her notes and, or put a note in her lunchbox or just little things. I and buy flowers every so often or, just little things to let her know i'm thinking about her i'll go up at, when i'm running errands i'll go up to her work and i'll leave a note on her car you know, just little things like that just to let her know i'm thinking about her and i love her oh. that stuff's easy so if you're married really think about those kinds of things what would your partner enjoy what would they like you know mm-hmm. surprises here and there um i know a lot of easy ways to surprise your man Food, food, and sex. Uh, all right. Number ten. Drum roll, please. You
1: actually have a drum roll. Do Are I? There?
0: Do I really? I thought
1: you did. Oh, no. It's the, it's oh, the, the, don't, that's yep, right. Okay.
0: Okay. Not quite a drum Damn, roll. I need a drum yeah, roll. You do uh, the last one Hear, and listen to each other. Like to really in the, in the Bible, which I don't <laughs> usually quote the Bible, but in the Bible, the, the word in the Hebrew, listen, It's an active listening, meaning I'm not just listening. It's not just going in my one ear and out the other. It's an active listening. I'm hearing you. Therefore it's changing my behavior. And this is an argument that couples, you hear them all the time. You're not listening to me. Well, why are they saying that? But because you're not hearing them, you're not really listening with your ears. You're just giving mental assent. It's not a real listening
1: yeah yeah. you have to be present to listen yeah. to hear so when they someone. say
0: something that you know i just don't you know we just never have we never have sex anymore okay okay i get it that's going to make you mad you're going to get upset but just listen to your partner what are they saying they need more connection they want more intimacy you know yeah that fight it out like listen to each other though what what is he saying that he needs? What is she saying that she needs? Like, what are they, what are you looking for in that space? You know, if, if one or the other is not feeling satisfied in the intimacy department or any department for that matter, listen to your partner. What is it that's missing? And is it, is it relate to you? Typically it would, sometimes it could just be all on them, right? Yeah. Maybe they're going through a. Troubles at work, which makes them frustrated, which makes them then frustrated at you. But listen to your partner and be able to drill down. What is it? What's going on? Like, uh, finally, they get down to, I don't like my work. I don't like my job. I hate my job. Well, dear Lord, well, don't hate me because you don't hate your job, but you hate your job. Like, that's why it's so important with open and honest communication. But being in a space where you're really listening to your partner, what are they saying? and sometimes the words aren't where you're going to pick it up. Right. I mean, you can read between the lines. What are they, what's going on here? Why are they so unhappy? Oh, well, we haven't been on a date in six months. Like maybe (laughs) we need to, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: connect don't feel connected to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Listening, listen, 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 listen to your partner. Yeah.
1: And if you're not, and I think this is so important. We're distracted a lot. We, there are so many distractions in life. Um, stress can be one of them. Yeah. Can keep the mind going with something else when, and, and you're not present. And so that's why I said, you know, being present for your partner when they're really needing to talk through something, if you have, I mean, I, I, this is like taking the time to say, I can see that this is really important to you and that this is a longer conversation than we have time for right now. Yeah or I've got this one thing I have to get done in this moment. And then I will dedicate the rest of the evening to you and, and be there for you. But if I don't, I'm not gonna hear you. Yeah. I'm not gonna be fully present because this thing has been bought, you know, something that I have to finish for work by a deadline,
0: yeah. whatever.
1: And I think it's that that honesty and that and being accepting as the person who has something to share being accepting of where the other person is you want them to be able to hear you yeah so allow for them to go do that thing and come back to you and be there present. for you so i yeah no. and it's it's not selfish no not on either part don't be selfish being the person that has to you know wants to talk about something but you're not willing to go let your partner take care of what they need to take care of so they can be fully present that makes sense yeah Pammy, timmy
0: timmy good to have you back in the studio yeah it's good to be here everybody we love you Peace, happy, 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 happy relationships. <laughs>